This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and thank you so much for being here today. I'm really grateful for each of you. Hey, I'm throwing out a bonus episode because I did an Instagram live yesterday with Shalane Flanagan and Elise Kopecki. They have their new book, Rise and Run, their third book coming out. Actually came out yesterday. And Shalane is also coming off her fifth of the six world marathon majors. She's going to be completing New York in just a couple weeks. And Elise is running New York as well. So... In this episode, this Instagram Live, we talk about the marathons. We talk about the new cookbook, how it's different from the other two cookbooks. Run fast, eat slow. Run fast, cook fast, eat slow. And we also talk about turning 40 and being a working mom. It was really fun to catch up with these two. Now, if you don't know who Shalane Flanagan is, she is a four-time Olympian. She's an Olympic silver medalist. She won the New York City Marathon in 2018. She's an American record holder, and she's a coach for the Bowerman Track Club. She's also a New York Times bestselling author. Her teammate that she ran with at UNC is also a New York Times bestselling author. She is behind the creation of the recipes for Run Fast, Eat Slow, Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow, and Rise and Run. She's an author, an educator, a runner, and a mom, and this will be her first marathon in New York City. Oh, you also get some advice if you're running New York from Shalane herself. So this is a great episode. I want to tell you the audio is not great because we recorded on Instagram Live, and I recorded just sitting in my dining room with the three-way. We had a little bit of feedback. So if you're new here, this is not my standard quality of audio for my podcasts. Uh, I got to figure out if there's a way to have better audio quality if I pull audio from Instagram lives for the podcast. So just bear with us on that audio. I think once you start listening after about like three or four minutes, it won't sound that bad anymore. Uh, But just know that I have very high standards for quality of audio for my podcasts. And this is a little bit of an exception. And if you are not following me on Instagram, my Instagram is lindsayhine626. I'm going to be doing some more Instagram lives over there. So make sure you go follow so you don't miss the fun conversations we have over there. All right, I'm going to do a sponsor-free episode for this one. So enjoy this conversation with Shalane Flanagan and Elise Kopecki. Welcome, welcome. So excited to have everybody joining us today for this conversation with Shalane Flanagan and Elise Kopecki. We have Elise joining now. Hey, Elise. Hi. How are you? I'm um, new to figuring out this Instagram live stuff. And my dog my dog is freaking out, so I think I need to let him outside. Go let him out. Take your time. Okay. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> Hello. Yes, I did it. It just seemed to take a little bit longer than I thought. It was on me, not you. Oh, no, no. All good. I accept it. Um, well, hello, everybody. I am Lindsay Hine, and I host the podcast, I'll Have Another with Lindsay Hine. Delane and Elise have both been on the podcast before. 
Um, actually, the very first time was right before your first book came out, Run Fast, Eat Slow. And um, Shalane's been on a couple times since. So welcome back to the show. And we're doing this on Instagram Live this time. So fun. Elise and I are newbies to the Instagram Live. So this is very fun. So appreciate oh, having it. us. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing at myself because I'm trying to prop up my phone on, a, on an Instapot. <laughs> Classic. Um, I wish you could see my setup. I am getting ready to um, bake a cake for my son's birthday tomorrow, which I'm super proud of myself because I haven't baked a cake for any of my kids since my first kid's fifth birthday. So it's been a while. Um, but I have my ring light and everything like in the basket that has like the flour and the sugar and just it's a hot mess. Okay, perfect. I'll try not to flip. <laughs> I don't want you guys to see how messy my kitchen is. I'm solo parenting this week. Um, it's a long story, but <laughs> so I'm not going to flip my phone around because you'll see how me messy my house is. Solo parenting and doing a Instagram live and launching a book. It's a really big deal. Yes. Just a little. Well, congratulations on launch week. Thank you. Yes. How are so, you guys feeling? It's so surreal. Yeah, it was, I mean, this was a crazy book to put together just because it was during a pandemic and we had to reconfigure how we operate. Like we had a whole new team um, and it worked out beautifully, but it was a little nerve wracking because we knew photographers, just a new way of like figuring out how to test recipes together safely during COVID. Um, thankfully, Elise and I can drive to see each other. So that was great. But um, wow, like what a year. I think the stress of it, all of it, um, you know, it just made us more appreciative to actually have this come to fruition. And like I said, we have an incredible team behind us to make this happen. And gosh, I feel like we're all like big sigh of relief. Our book was supposed to come out like a week ago. So the fact that it's like here in our hands is huge. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, your book's coming out this week, but you were doing all that hard work, like right smack dab in the middle of when pandemic was really crazy, probably. Yes. Yes. And Elise can elaborate because she was home with two kids um, working full time and her husband and the dog all at once. So she she had it a little bit crazier than I did, for sure. Um, well, I want to dig into the book more. But first, I figured we'll split this up into three sections. Marathons, new book launch, and then motherhood. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so... First of all, Shalane, congratulations, five world marathon majors in what, like four weeks? Yeah. So I did five, yeah, five in 23 days, I think. I think that's <sighs> what it was. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That kind of blew my mind, actually. I was like, no wonder I'm tired by the fifth one. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's reasonably tired. So yeah, it was fun. So fun. I'm actually sad it's going to be over. Elisa's joining me in New York on the final one, which we're saving the best for last, celebrating our 40th birthdays. Um, our cookbook, Rise and Run, um, friendship of over 20 years, um, started in North Carolina down in Chapel Hill. And here we are in Oregon. It's just like this really strange full circle moment coming. Um, and I'm just like so appreciative for health and so much. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of sad that it's going to be over. I've had so much fun. Yeah. I mean, they say the marathon, like the post marathon blues are really hard, but the post six marathon blues, <laughs> like seven weeks has to be really hard. Okay, I have a couple follow-up yeah. questions from what you just said. Yeah. Um, first of all, both of you turning 40, I need thoughts and feelings on that. Cause I'm like two years behind you. 
Well, so I'll go first because I'm actually 40. I had my 40th birthday this July. And I don't know. It's like something wonderful about getting older and just like embracing. I don't know that you're just like more yourself. That's the way I look at it. Like every year I feel like I become more me and more authentically me. And the way I celebrated um, was spending time with Elise in the mountains. We did this a beautiful run called Three Finger Jack. So took off crazy early in the morning, met her and some girlfriends and ran basically what, 25 miles, Elise? Yeah, we just short of a marathon. Yep. Um, celebrated with um, IPAs and superhero muffins. So I don't know. It's just, I just think um, embracing it and just like realizing like, if you invest in yourself and your health, like there's, there's so much more still to do, even though I'm 40, I just feel like it keeps getting better and better. So, but it's all about taking care of yourself. I think, um, that allows us to feel good as we age, obviously. I love that. How, are you about to turn 40 Elise? Yeah, I turned 40 a couple weeks after New York. So I, I mean, definitely this whole year, I feel like it just, I don't know if it's post like because of COVID, but you just think about everything, like what really matters most in life and thinking about balance. And for me, like turning 40, I just want to enjoy celebrating this book launch for past book launches. I've gotten like really anxious and nervous. I'm definitely more of an anxiety person. And I feel like now as I turn 40, I'm starting to just, you know, enjoy being in the moment and being more mindful and like moving at a slower pace so I can, you know, not miss out on, on everything versus trying to do, you know, 20 things at once, which is my typical like past motherhood way of doing things. Yeah. Um, shout out to the person in the comments who just called you ladies, the Tom Brady of, of I just saw, I just saw that. I was like, I'll take that. We're, we're the Tom and Giselle, right? <laughs> Get better looking it. with age and just better athletically. Yeah. I feel, yeah. yeah. I feel I'm definitely stronger at 40 than I was in my twenties. And it's all, I, fully a credit to the way I'm eating and which is pretty much 90% of what I eat comes out of our three cookbooks. So it's definitely, it's working for me. And me. You know, yeah. What is that phrase? They always say like, um, something is lot is, um, wasted on youth. Like youth is wasted yeah. on youth or something like, I'm like, Oh, if I would have like known what I know now in my twenties. Yes. Totally. I could have felt so good. Yeah, agree. I wish I had known what I know now when I was a runner in college. But that's just how it works. I mean, that's just life. I mean, it is what it is, right? But I do think that people now have like so much more access to good information, you know? True. Yes. Agreed. Okay, let's talk about the races. Berlin, London, Chicago, Boston, you did Tokyo, close to home. And then we have New York coming up. Of the five so far... They're all like, they all have their difficulties for different reasons, like courses, heat, whatever, you know, like back to back, um, Chicago to Boston, so close, but what's been the hardest one so far? Um, honestly, it was London. Um, and for a variety of factors, um, my one and a half year old Jack got his first cold ever. He came to Europe and of course he gave it to everyone around him. So I got a cold going into London um, and then I also somehow got swept up at the start in the wrong corral. I got 
with the sub elite men. And I should have noticed there were like no women and there was no one in costumes. Like I typically have been seeing or like, you know, this fun jovial atmosphere is like really intense. And I was like, wow, okay, this is different. But I was like, well, I'm in Europe. This is like the European vibe. Um, so I actually got caught up in that wave and I just got like pulled along, um, to way faster running than anticipated. Um, and as a result, I just went out way too fast. Classic, like, no, no marathon move. Um, you would think I'd know by now, but I ended up having to stop and walk, um, not far from the finish, but I felt like I was going to fall over. And that is a completely new experience for me, um, to have to stop and walk, but I really actually feel like it's going to make me a better coach because having experienced that I now know like walking is okay. Obviously the elites don't do that, but it makes me um, just have a little bit more understanding and relatability to some miscalculations when people, you know, don't pace themselves or fuel well. Um, so that was super hard. Um, I was hurting really bad after that race. I could barely eat. I didn't really want to move from my bed afterwards. Jack was like, what's going on? Like, why is my mommy not playing with me? So <laughs> it was rough. But um, overall, I, I mean, it was, it was my fastest one as well. So I don't know. Maybe you just pay a price for that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 235 or four. What about Chicago to Boston so close? That's the quickest turnaround. Yeah, so you would think that would be the hardest one, but I was very cautious and calculated, and I'd finally gotten over the cold as well, and so I felt like a lot better going into those. Um, I did a really much better job fueling in Chicago. As soon as the gun went off, I was like all about anticipating recovery, so I was like literally trying to recover on the run, so I did so much fueling and hydration, that by the time I got to Boston, I ended up actually feeling better in Boston, which is crazy. But I did a good job, like fueling. Elise had brought me a ton of snacks in Chicago, um, so I had our um, dark chocolate uh, banana superhero muffins. Um, I also had like a trail mix from our cookbook. I had uh, our like instant oats that can travel. So I was like well fueled. And I think that made a huge difference in my recovery and being able to go from race to race and just not worrying about, you know, what I'm going to eat. I had it right with me. Um, okay. Last question on the marathons we've done so far, the five. Um, what's it like being someone who has always been there to win or at least podium, you know, mm -hmm. um, and be running not for that reason? It's been so much fun, <laughs> like way more fun than I ever thought uh, possible. In fact, I like it a lot more um, only because I probably put so much pressure on myself and self-inflicted pressure and um, so much was riding on the result, whereas this is completely about the journey and absorbing the environment and the people. I've never, I always had such tunnel vision as an elite athlete. I now soak up all the signs that people write. I'm giving high fives. I'm able to enjoy the whole thing. I still work hard. I still try to like use the gift that I've been given of, of running well, but I try to ride that fine line of like work hard, but not so much that I am just not enjoying it and not taking in my surroundings. So that was the whole point behind this was to be able to experience the sport from a very different perspective and lens. And I've loved it so much. That's why I'm probably sad it's over is the combination of just the people I've been able to do it with. And then just embracing the running community in a different like capacity has been so fun. Yeah. It seems like your team is just on it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got, you know, we've got a really great photographer who's a friend. So it's just been fun to kind of document and share the journey with everyone. I hope to make like a coffee table book for Jack of photos of our adventures together. Um, and then um, my PT, Colleen Little, who ran in Berlin with me. And then Kate Borowitz, who works for Nike. She's just a good friend and is really good with Jack. Um, she doesn't have any of her own kids, but um, she also braids my hair for every race, which is so luxurious um, and just helps me like with just everything, um, travel, the, the, all the logistics that go into doing something like this. Yeah. And we're going to talk about motherhood a little bit later, but I do have to ask with Jack. So your husband, has he gone to any of the races? He is the head cross country coach here in Lake Oswego. So he's very dedicated to his program. In fact, he has the top female uh, cross country runner in the country right now. So he's definitely, um, this is his time to commit to that team. And I fully support that. He has supported me so many years over my career that now it's time for him to, you know, invest in um, the athletes that he's working with. So he hasn't come. And in fact, like his state championship is New York. So he won't be there again, but Jack and my parents will be there to, uh, to help celebrate everything. Yeah. Because when you're traveling around the world with your child who is so young and yeah. you're out running these marathons, like it's so important that you have people with you that you're just like, I don't have to worry about him while I'm doing this race. So that's so cool that you have a team of people who are so good with him. Yeah. I call him like my girl gang. He goes to all of them. In fact, like every time I finished my marathon, he basically doesn't want to go to me. He's had so much fun with them. And I think I scare him because I'm so sweaty and gross. And he's like, who is this woman <laughs> trying to take me out of the safe arms of these beautiful ladies? And so, um, yeah, he's very comfortable with them. And it was important to me after COVID to get him reengaged with the world. Um, and yes, he's super young, but it's just there's so much growth that happens. I swear, like he came back from Europe and he was shaving and he was asking for, you know, like, wine and cigars so yeah <laughs> oh it's so good yeah um, okay let's move on to new york now elise i don't know this is this your first road marathon your very first actually my first time ever running 26 miles road or trail or anywhere really i cut i cut our runoff when and i did that adventure for her 40th birthday at mile 25 i was like we gotta stop i'm saving it for new york Oh my goodness. Okay. So for those listening who don't know, Elise and Shlaine were teammates at UNC. And so I'm just curious, like, why did you decide now to do the marathon? Did Shlaine committing to the six marathons and you wanted to be involved in that six major with her? Or were you just like, I'm turning 40? It's time. I had this goal long ago to run, to save running my first marathon for my 40th birthday. I would have done it like years ago, but it was just like, I didn't run when I was pregnant. I didn't run when I was breastfeeding. All of a sudden, like, you know, six years went by and I hadn't been running that much. Um, and so then I was like, you know, 38 and I was like, well, I could run a marathon this year. But by then I was like, well, I might as well just wait till I'm 40th. I had no idea that like we would have a book launching. We, Shalane and I would be running together in New York. Honestly, like the idea of going into a big city and like that, those huge crowds is really overwhelming to me. I probably would have picked like a much smaller local marathon. But it was just too, when Shlaine asked me to run one of the marathons with her, um, it was just like too much of a full circle moment to not be there. I, I got to watch Shlaine run her very first marathon in New York and cheer for her. Um, so to be on the starting line together, I might have a panic attack starting with her, <laughs> but I'm trying, trying to, um, you know, just 
not get too nervous and I'll get to see her for like the first three seconds of the race. And then I'm sure she'll be a distant blur. Okay. I was going to ask you that. I mean, you ran at UNC together, so you're probably a pretty quick runner too. So I was going to ask you, are you planning to stay together? Definitely not. My goal is to run within an hour of Shalane's finishing time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I told her like, we, we will do everything up until the gun goes off and maybe the first few steps, but like we both have goals and it's important to establish the fact that I want her to have an incredible race. I want to have an incredible race and whatever that is, it doesn't mean our footsteps have to be next to each other. We will still cover the same streets, the same ground and share the day, but just in a different way. So I like, can't wait till we get to the finish line and I get to hear the stories of what she went through and what I went through. So um, but I want her to have a good race and her pace is just not the same as mine at this moment. And so I just feel like we have to do it our own thing. So yeah, Elise has been so fun to watch her progress because from when she first started training for this, um, I remember thinking like five, six miles, like run, she would be kind of tired and same with me, as soon as I started to try to train for all of this, like, it's amazing the adaptation. And like, now she texts me, she's like, oh yeah, I did like a 12 miler. It was so easy. Like no big deal. I'm like, who is this? Like incredible <laughs> transformation. So I keep telling her that if she gets the bug, she's going to come back stronger and stronger every time. It just gets a little bit better, a little bit easier. Um, once you, cause the body retains it, it, it just like keeps it in there. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, Elise, what does your training look like? Like, what are you peeking out at mileage wise? So my longest run in training was 20 miles and I felt really good on that run. Like I had, I could have kept going, but then I did a 12 mile run like last week and I felt like shit. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And that's called the highs. Right? That's training. Yeah, that's training. <laughs> um, yeah, it's maybe, it was maybe a little crazy to decide to run marathon. Like our book launch was supposed to be three weeks ago. And now it's all kind of like colliding. Um, and we've been like, I don't know what's going on in Ben, but COVID is circling our family right now. So I've been like really stressed about that. My daughter's actually in quarantine separate from me right now. Um, cause she had a couple exposures at school and we get her tested tomorrow and hopefully she can come back home tomorrow, but it's just been kind of a crazy time. So my biggest goal for New York is just to get to the starting line healthy. Yeah. It's so like, it's so frustrating. Cause you're like, I just, I need to say negative. I need to not get COVID in these next yeah. two weeks. I've got like 10 days to get there. Right. Um, so I'm guessing if you said you want to finish an hour after Shalane, your goal is somewhere around like three thirty five, three thirty. I thought she was, well, originally she said she was going to run three hour marathons. You're and, all right. of a sudden, and then all of a sudden it was like two forty fives, and like in New York, I'm afraid she's going to uh, drop like a, you know, much faster pace than what she's been doing. So my goal is three hours and 45 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm curious, Shalane, do you have a strategy? Are you like, I'm laying the hammer out. It's the last one we're celebrating. I, so I've had no strategy for any of them, a full disclosure. Um, I just kind of on the day assess the weather how's my body feeling? Like I do a little warm up, you know, before the marathon, a little 10 minute jog shake. And I'm like, mm, how do I feel? And then I gun goes off. And then within the first mile or two, I kind of feel out a pace. And then I'm like, Oh, does this feel like I can go faster or sustainable? And I try to be very, you know, cautiously optimistic. Um, and so there's really no strategy. The only one I really had a strategy was like the Chicago Boston, making sure in Chicago, I didn't go into the tank for the next day and then just not finish Boston. So um, yeah, I, 
I got some extra fitness this summer, I think, only because I, I hopped in with Carrie Demop, who's a BTC elite um, athlete, and she works at Nike and is a mom. Um, and she was training for Chicago. So I've been kind of like roped into some of her training. And I would, I'd call extra fitness I was not planning on having. So it's allowing me to do a little bit faster than I originally planned um, because I got ro- roped into some of her sessions, which helped me just get fitter, just vicariously living through her program. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, last New York question, because I'm sure a lot of people listening are running New York or want to run New York. So, Shalane, to those people and to Elise, because it's Elise's first New York, Yeah. what's your advice for the course? Well, okay, everyone knows that New York is not like a fast course, right? Um, and it's true. Um, the variables that don't make it fast, I'd say in general, it's not like a hilly course, but people don't realize every time you go into another borough, there's a bridge and each bridge is a hill. So in the actual boroughs, it's not very uh, hilly itself, but the bridges and the bridges are exposed and it can be very windy on the bridges, which make it just harder. So it's like you're on a hill exposed. There's not as many people on the bridges. It's pretty quiet. And so those are the areas that kind of slow you down. It's not, I'm not saying to push there, but that's the reason why it's kind of slower. Um, and then of course, in the last 10K, it's probably some of the hardest miles in general, just because it's 26.2. But on top of it, you start to hit Central Park. Um, Fifth Ave is a grind. It's about a mile um, long hill, gradual up into Central Park. And then you weave in and out of Central Park, which is also kind of a tease because like you go in Central Park and you think you're in there till the finish, but no, they swing you out on the outside and then you duck back in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a fun, fun marathon. My husband's run a few and he says that that is his favorite. Um, so yeah, the energy is contagious. It's incredible. It's life-changing. So, um, and the, the finish, the finish is a little uphill as well. So you get back into Central Park and there's a little blip of a hill and you're like, no, you don't. But (laughs) you have to to do it. That last point too is actually kind of hard. So save something for the last point too. Oh my goodness. You're making me nervous. No, it's so fun. (laughs) Somebody in the comments said, and there's no fans on the hill, on the bridges. Yes. But when you come down off the bridge, Yes. And I don't know how great they will be this year with COVID, but you come down, especially the Queensboro Bridge, and it is Queensboro. like boring. It's dangerous, actually, because people run too fast um, coming off the Queensboro. And I believe that's about mile 17. So you're still a decent ways away from the finish, yeah. and people get way too excited coming off of Queensboro Bridge because you hang a left-hand turn, and it's like you've entered into, you know, some huge, massive stadium full of people. It's insane, but so fun. So fun. And I will echo your husband. I've run, I don't know, I think 16 or 17 marathons. I've wow. run Boston wow. three times. New York, hands down, my favorite. It I Very was cool. it like totally exceeded my expectations. And yeah. I'm not a hill runner. I live in Indianapolis. It's totally flat. And well, I live in North Carolina now, but when I ran that, yeah. And um, I just got in my head like I'm gonna handle these hills and it's gonna be okay. And I stayed positive on them. So my point is, you can do the hills. Just yes. like get get in the right mindset. You can do it, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, okay. Cookbook week. We're launching today. Yay! Yes. <laughs> We're popping okay. champagne later. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I have my fir- the first two books right here. 
I know you guys overnighted the, the new one, but it's not. It, I just checked the mail before we started. So here we are. Here they all are. Yay. Um, so we have um, run fast, eat slow, run fast, cook fast, eat slow. And the new one is? Rise and run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us how this differs from the first two. Well, uh, so rise star. and run is breakfast. Okay, is, go ahead. I mean, it's mainly breakfast, but it's food that you want to eat any time of day. Runners love breakfast. And um, our family loves it when we do breakfast for dinner. So I don't want to say it's just a breakfast cookbook because cookbook, it's breakfast and snacks and training plans. And it's just so much more than it's our, it's our thickest book to date. It's got so much content in there around mindfulness. And it's by far the book that during the writing process has taught me the most mm-hmm. um, and like has changed my life in a positive way. So it's been writing this book was really challenging the past two years, but honestly, it's been like the brightest light in my life these past two years. Um, so it's the book I'm most proud of. How has it changed you most? Um, just having a different, starting your day with a different approach. You know, um, we have a lot of mindfulness in there. I, I struggled with with sleep issues mm. after kids. Um, like my three-year-old last night, he climbed into bed with me at two in the morning. So um, I feel you. I, he's four now. He just turned four. Um, and I just don't like, after like getting my sleep disrupted so much with my kids, like I had a hard time getting back into sleeping good. And we did a whole section in here on sleep that has helped me. I've really embraced all that sleep advice. One of the things that has helped me the most is getting outside at first light and getting, you know, the sun rays, like 15 minutes of sunshine or going for a morning run during the first sunlight. It sets your circadian rhythm for the whole day. And just the mindfulness has helped a lot, a ton with my anxiety. Um, the food is incredible and delicious. And this is the book that we cook from the most right now, but then also just, um, yeah, the training it's been incredible for me. It made me realize, like I thought I was running a lot after having kids, but I was really inconsistent. I mean, there'd be so many days where I would drop my kids off at school, come home, get on my laptop, start cranking on work. And then by then it's like noon and I'm like, I'm too hungry to go for a run. And then my kids are home at two. And so there's so many days that I just didn't run. And I didn't realize how little I was running and still, until I started following Shalane's training program that's in our, that's in our cookbook. Uh, I definitely am still working on stuff that's in our book. I'm definitely not perfect. Our kids now are, in, my daughter goes to a school that the bus comes at 645 in the morning, which is absurd. Oh. Um, so our mornings are not as relaxed as I had hoped, but this is something I'm striving to is just having our household, our whole, I know it's such a difference in my kids when my husband and I start our day slower and we're not rushing them in the morning and that we all can like sit down and have a couple bites to eat, you know, but then also have food that's prepped the night before so that you can start your day with good, good nourishment. I'm so excited to do that. I'm going to get my muffin tents ready to go <laughs> for some morning muffins. Um, everything you just said, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I feel you 110%. I had a kid in my bed with me last night too. It's like, (laughs) part of it is like, you know, setting yourself up for success, right? Doing all the things you can do to get as much sleep as you can. But uh, I've been a mom for nine years now. And what I've realized is like, I have to accept the fact that sometimes I'm just not going to get the sleep I want and my body craves. And like, if I can just come to understand that that's how my life is going to be sometimes and not try to not get angry about it. 
Um, I do my best, and I struggled a lot more the first few years of parenting. And now I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah, stress about it too much because then you can't fall back asleep. Oh yeah, you'll lay there and you'll just get angry. (laughs) That was the hardest part about for me becoming a new mom from an elite athlete. I was like, I'm used to so much sleep. It felt like a torture torturous full year until he started to really sleep. It's incredible. Sleep is, uh, it's wild. So yeah, but I think what Elise and I like have learned a lot is just creating these rituals. And I think your day starts the night before like planning ahead. So like when Jack goes down and my husband's kind of out of the kitchen, I prep for a lot of stuff. Prepping for me makes life seem to just flow a lot easier in the morning. And so just having having those little rituals, you know, just even like burning a candle in the morning or playing some music, just setting the tone for your day with a good hearty meal. Just it's, it's, it's a game changer. Like it makes my house so much happier with those little things. So. Um, I was just reading in the book educated, um, the Tara Westover is talking about music and how her and her brother growing up loved music so much. And she, the comment she said that just spoke to me was, the room just feels empty without music. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack and I have a dance party almost every morning. I don't know what it is. I've always felt like music really set the tone for my day and every day is different moods. But yeah, having just some music while he eats breakfast. Um, I'm not big into having the TV on. So just kind of having something to fill the room um, and to put us in a good mood really has been something that that's part of my ritual that I share. Like you get to know Elise and I a lot more personal. I feel like in this book, um, we share a lot more of ourselves and what we do with our lives. So yeah. Um, your day starts the night before there's the full quote from this interview. I love that. Someone just yeah. uh, commented there. Um, yeah. Okay. Favorite recipe. Each of you share a favorite recipe from this book. Well, I have so mine, many. I know. <laughs> I like already tagged a bunch. Okay. I'm just going to share a picture of this sweet potato kale. Um, superhero muffins was maybe one of the first ones that we tested and it is still a favorite. Like, even though I've eaten probably over a hundred of them, but they're literally in my fridge right now. I'm just going to show a quick picture. The photography in this book is next level. I just am like obsessed with just looking at our book. Um, and then the trail mix breakfast cookies just reminds me of such a fun time when Elise and I did a photo shoot for the cookbook. We got up at like four in the morning and ran like 13 miles up into the mountains those are my other favorite ones. Someone in the comments saying they love the marathon PB. The marathon PB. Oh, the, 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 race, the, peanut, the, butter, the peanut butter. Yes. Yeah. Runners yes. love peanut butter. We have a homemade peanut butter recipe. That's peanut. I always notice like, you know, runners do quirky things and I do too, like eating a spoonful of peanut butter and putting chocolate chips on top. So I made that recipe yeah. with like dates and chia seeds and chocolate and peanut butter, like all freshly, freshly made peanut butter. Ah. Oh. So good. Okay, Elise, what's your favorite? I'm loving seeing at the beginning, there are comments of people's books just arriving, like they're tracking their Amazon orders. I'm also tracking my Amazon order and it hasn't Me too. Yet. I said that I got <laughs> home from, from practice with my Bowerman athletes. I'm like, Steven, are the books here? And he's like, you have a stack over there. I'm like, no, the ones I ordered on Amazon. <laughs> like, How many tracking you them. order? I, I think you know, the most you can order is ordered, like, how many can you order? I ordered as much as I could, I thought. I don't know. I only ordered, I mean, obviously we have a stack of books, but I always like to order some, a couple just to see if they deliver on them on time. And last night I checked and my Amazon said it would r- arrive at 10 PM. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but some people it seems like on the East coast already got their books. So that's awesome. Um, 
Order it now, everybody, because this is a great Christmas <laughs> gift idea. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a sale on Amazon today for um for it right now. I think like they're 15% off right now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I just um my my son, my four-year-old, we delivered cookbooks to his teachers this morning. And I said, maybe you can do show the book for show and tell today at school. And he said, No, I want to show my race car instead. <laughs> so honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Recipe, Elise. Yeah. So, share? favorite recipe. Um. So now that I'm marathon training and I'm getting out for early runs, I have to have a superhero muffin before every run. I didn't actually used to, when I, I've always been like early runner. Um, and I never used to eat before running. And this because I have very sensitive digestion. I didn't think I could eat before running. And I have um made our muffins on repeat because it is like the one thing that I consistent consistently can eat and feel good. And I feel so much more energized on runs, like anything over five miles, I feel like you really should eat something small before you go running. So I always have first breakfast and second breakfast. And my go-to first breakfast is the yam spice superhero muffins. Um, I, I obviously make a lot of muffins, so I use a lot of like almond flour, but I try to mix it up. And with that one, I like to make it with freshly ground pumpkin seed flour. Um, and then I'm a savory person. So after my run, I love like any of the um, breakfast power bowls topped with a fried egg. So um, the black bean quinoa pilaf topped with a fried egg. I just made that last night yeah. for dinner. You <laughs> those, can repurpose those, a lot like, of these for dinner. Savory, savory ones or savory. Yeah. I have to have savory after my run. So I'm a big, big into like a big second breakfast when you get back from your run where you can really f- fill up on veggies and good protein and good fats and carbs. Second breakfast is is the best mm-hmm. for sure did you guys feel like you had more freedom with this book um I feel like freedom. our publisher like really trusts us obviously by now with our third book but I I feel like we've had a lot of good autonomy and like they've they have in general really trusted us so, right Elise and um yeah, had, I just yeah yeah it's, it's always been our, our own show when it comes to the book oh that's so good yeah I am really excited because the, uh, my kids love breakfast for dinner as well. And it's like, it just feels exciting. Like it's not boring. So, so yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have okay. to, for your kids, I suggest, um, the one thing that we literally make my, my four-year-old who's pretty picky. The only thing he wants to eat for breakfast is the waffles or the pancakes in the book. Okay. Um, so I love the make ahead pancake mix. We make like, you know, like a huge, like 12 cups of pancake mix because we go through it in like a month. Um, cause I'm making a big, I make a big batch every Sunday of waffles and then I just pop them in the toaster and he's up at 6am and he wants to eat at 6.01am. So I love that I can just grab a waffle out of the fridge and pop it in the toaster and get him fed quickly. Cause if he doesn't eat right away in the morning, he's like a mess. So I definitely, for your kids for, um, breakfast for dinner night, try the, um, pancake mix or the waffles. Do you have one of those pantries with like a ton of glass containers with like all of the flowers and like interest worthy pantries. No, it's a mess. Yes. I, I'm not going to show you. I do. I, everything, I have she does, but it's messy, but she does. It's messy, it's messy though. <laughs> You've never seen a picture of my pantry on Instagram because it's not Instagram worthy, but I do have like a million glass jars. Um, and I wish I was more organized. I want like one of those organization shows to come into my house. Yes. Like I've emailed a couple of them. <laughs> you, no, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no after that goal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like will put stuff in glass jars too, and I'm 
I have like all these big dreams of it, you know, being so organized. And I, and I think mine is fairly organized. But I always like forget to label it right. And then I'm like, what kind of flower is this? Is this sparrow? Is this barley? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But a lot of recipes, sparrow, barley, you can do the same. Like you can use the same thing, right? Intermix. Right. Intermix. Yes. Same with our recipes. We get, there's a lot of substitutions you can get, do. And we we say. Go ahead. Oh, no. In in the recipes, we, we explain where you can substitute things. If like you're gluten-free or you're vegan, there's a lot of areas where it says exactly. So that was really helpful. That is so helpful because it's so frustrating when you have like everything but like one item for a recipe and you're like, what can I sub out? Does it have yeah. to be in there, you know? Um, okay, what's your biggest goal for this book? Oh, uh, well, I feel like we genuinely have some really incredible fans and we feel like it's it's helped people. And that was like, the original goal is, you know, it's it was a little bit self-serving to help us overcome some of our um, health problems or goals that we had. And now we just love hearing how it's helping other people. Like it started as something to help ourselves. And then now we're sharing it with everyone. And, um, you know, if we're, if we're talking about like um, goals in terms of um, stature and just accolades, um, we have two New York Times best-selling books, and so a third would be lovely. We would love that, obviously. I feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> it's definitely it's a, it's definitely a more challenging time to launch a cookbook right now. There's a lot of books launching right now, but um, for me, the biggest goal is I just think the past year and a half has been so challenging for parents, and mm-hmm. if this book can help parents in any way with a better morning routine, then that will make me super happy. And just seeing people, we love when people cook from the book and post on Instagram, we look at all of those, we, we reshare as many as we can. Um, and that just hearing from our fans, how it's helped them is incredible. I can't wait to try it. And I love that you mentioned the parent part. Um, the book is dedicated up. to parents. Did, when, yes. it gets, when it comes, you have to read the dedication. Oh, I will. I can read it. In fact, it'll show up want. tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to read it. Okay. I'll yes. Read I'll read it. So dedication a lot. Of, I don't know. I, I, at least I always read dedications. I don't know. I, I get like I really emotional and sappy. Okay. So dedicated to hardworking parents everywhere and the caregivers who support them. We could not have created this book without our crew team, Andy Hughes, Stephen Edwards, Karen. I don't even know how to say your mom's last name. Our loss. <laughs> Is that right? That's good enough. Steve, Steve Flanagan and Monica Flanagan. So essentially our parents and, and our husbands and our kids. And with love to Lily Ryland, Jack Dean, and the next generation of athletes, you inspire us each and every day. Mm. So yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the perfect segue to this question. Are you guys, we'll wrap up in, in just a couple minutes. Are you guys okay on time? Yes. 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 Because originally I said 20 and then I said, I know now we're at 41. Well, I think Elise has to go pick up Rylan soon. So we'll, we'll get off soon because she's yeah, got to pick we'll, up Rylan. We'll wrap up and you're single parenting. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's my question then. The dedication to your parents, your husbands, the next generation, what have your parents taught you and like done for cultivating you to want to dream big and pursue your passion that you want to carry on to your children, whether it's about cooking or running or just, you know, maybe they're really into engineering, whatever it ends up being. Um, a quote that my dad 
from when I was very little always would say to me, you know, I'd always want to follow like the trends and what everyone else was doing. And he'd always pull me aside. Um, you know, I, I always wanted like Samba soccer shoes and he's like, no, we're going to get different shoes. So I wanted an LL Bean backpack. Nope. No LL Bean. We're going to have a different backpack. And he'd always say to me like, Shalane, dare to be different. Like it's okay to be different. And so I feel like what I've taken from that, I didn't really get it when I was younger. Um, but then it was just always in the back of my mind. And I think to me, that was just him giving me permission to be myself. And no matter if that's popular or not, who cares? Like, just be authentically you. And I feel like that's what Elise and I try to do is just be ourselves. And um, hopefully that's enough. Um, we are enough. And to just be who who we were meant to be. So I love that. Do you have a follow up, Elise? That's tricky. Um, so my mom's not <laughs> my mom's not on Instagram. So hopefully she's not on this. I think <laughs> what I learned that. I learned like what not to do with cooking. Like my mom, you know, gave us low fat everything and processed foods and she was a working mom. So she didn't have time to cook. Um, And we ate, you know, the same five meals on rotation that were like hamburger helper. And I suffered as a kid. I had a lot of health problems and stomach problems and digestion problems. And my hair was falling out when I was a kid. I just think like that, in some weird way, like sometimes what your parents do that's negative can help in the long run, inspire a positive. I agree. Okay. We'll finish with this question. I've been wrestling with this a lot. I mentioned to you ladies in my email, like having this fire in me to like pursue my career at the next level. But at the same time, like I know that time is limited, you know, my kids are going to grow up and it's like, how do I figure out a way to keep pursuing that really passionately and fiercely because I love it and also spend as much time as I want with my kids. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are and how you would communicate to a new parent. Like what's your message to them in those feelings and and how have you handled that as a parent yourself? Yeah. um, I guess I'll go first. I struggled with this um, big time over the last year when I started to travel more um, to be with the Bowerman Track Club athletes and having to be away from Jack. Um, I really felt guilty. I, it made me sad. Uh, I went through a range of emotions. Um, but at the same time, I want to be a great coach. And I feel like it's really important to be a great coach because I'm. there aren't many female coaches out there. So I always believe like you can't be what you can't see. So I want to do a good job at my job. Um, but some really great advice that Mary Wittenberg um, has given me, who's an incredible um, boss lady who also has two kids as well. And she just said, Shalane, you know, be where your feet are. So if you are someplace working, like be fully committed to it and do an incredible job because it's a disservice to Jack. If you're not fully into what you're doing in that moment, don't be where he is. You have to be where you, your feet are at that moment. So do an incredible job because that's going to make him proud. And I believe that when we allow ourselves to um, do things that we're really proud of, like I know Lisa's kids are so incredibly proud of their mom and that feels really good. And so I try to focus on the quality time over quantity, even though like I even just miss Jack at practice, like literally can't wait to get home just so I can see him. 
because I've been gone for like two or three hours and I have like withdrawal even then. But at the same time, like I know someday he's going to be like, oh, my mom is so cool. She does all this great stuff, hopefully. Um, But yeah, I just feel like we're better people when we um, and we're better parents if we do have time to do things that fill up our cup. Um, And it's important. And it's it's tricky trying to figure out how much time to invest into that. I think that's that's the hardest part is like how much time, but it needs, there can be ebbs and flows. There can be extremes. I call it the pendulum, the pendulum, you know, swings extreme sometimes. Like, let's say you have opportunities during a certain chunk of time, but then it's going to swing back the other way and you're going to have tons of time with them. So um, my advice is (laughs) kind of long winded, but um, I, I, I feel like your kids will be proud of you no matter what you do, but they will probably love seeing you do some things that you're excited to do. I love that. You want to sign us off, Elise? (laughs) Yes, that's really good advice. I mean, always I'm thinking about like, do I take a year off after this um, next book? Like after the first book, I was like, I I was like, Shalane, I think I'm going to take some time off and just be a mom. And then we wrote a second book. And then after the second book, I was like, let's just write like a really um, just a superhero muffin book, like a smaller cookbook. And then the book just kept growing and growing and um so yeah, it's something I think about every day is like, I want to, you know, be there for my kids and great. I'm super grateful that at this point in my career, I've been doing it long enough now that I'm just really organized and get my job done in the morning. And I have my kids in the afternoon. So I figured out, um, the thing that has helped me the most is I start my day with doing the hardest thing first when mm-hmm. my brain is like the freshest, like, you know, the thing you want to put off the most. So I try to like not be on email and not be on, I do my writing first thing in the morning and do the hardest thing first. And I feel like your time just fills up the space. So when all of a sudden our book launch moved up by six months and our we had to get our book done six months earlier, I um, just learned, you know, to work with that time and work faster. Whereas if you have, if you have an eight hour or 10 hour job, it's going to take you 10 hours. But if you only have four hours because your kids are coming home at two o'clock, then you just figure out a way to to make it happen and get it done. And I've found like a good, a better balance now, but still like my youngest, he has, you know, a year and a half until he goes to kindergarten. So I keep thinking like, okay, after this book launch, I'm going to, you know, sign off for a whole year, but then it would be crazy to like quit when I've worked so hard to get to this point for a year. But my husband's like, you'll, you can get back into it. Like even if you did take that time off, but who knows, I haven't fully decided yet what's next. Oh my gosh. Great advice. I love it. Ladies, congratulations. And it sounds, like, sounds like all my children are coming home now. Yeah, so. I hear Jack yeah. romping around uh, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Congratulations. Good luck in New York. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay, yeah. for having us. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Oh, I appreciate it. Super you. fun to see everyone yeah. in the comments and everything. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank, yes, you thank you, everyone, for coming. We really appreciate it. See so ya. Bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Shalane and Elise, for coming on the show. You all can find Shalane on Instagram. She's Shalane Flanagan over there. You can find Elise on Instagram, Elise Kopecki. Make sure you find me as well, lindsayhines626. I'm going to be doing some more Instagram lives over there. That'll be fun. And uh, we'll see you this Friday in just two days with another episode on this feed. All right. Thanks for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time.